from Local 12 Sports. It's the Skinny Podcast. Now, here's Richard Skinner. Welcome into the Skinny Podcast. It's the Bengals Training Camp Edition. I'm Richard Skinner, Local12.com Digital Sports Columnist and Editor with Chris Renkel. And it's presented by Blake, the Attorney Maislin. All right, well, it was one of the hotter days of camp. They at least moved it inside for a little bit. Uh, you and I were out there just for the outdoor portion. Uh, overall, pretty lax day as they prepare for that final preseason game, but a couple good performances. Yeah, Chidobi Awuzie, I thought, again, was, was really good. It's good to see him back out there in 11s. He's starting to stack some of those days of 11 on 11s together where he doesn't have to have a day off for maybe recovery. I think that's a big deal. He had an interception early on in the first 11 on 11 session of practice. I thought Miles Murphy looked good for another practice. You know, we haven't seen him flash a lot in the, in the training camp. Um, didn't play on Friday because of, he was ill, and now back at it after that illness, back at practice, and he stacked a couple of good ones in a row. Um, I'm starting to get a excited about him and what he can add to the pass rush because he really looked good in it today. I talked to him in the locker room today, and I asked him, you know, how valuable is that as a first-round pick to come in? You're not being asked right. to go sink or swim. You're able to learn a little bit, and he's like, it, it's been mind-blowing. It's the best situation he could have come into because he admitted there are little things each week that he's starting to get to, and I agree. He's starting right as we were questioning is Miles Murphy even out here because right. we haven't seen him play a lot? He's starting to stack some good days. Yeah, and I'm interested to talk to Lou Anarumo tomorrow um, after practice. And one of the moves I saw him make today, he was lined up outside of Sam Hubbard, of all people. So Sam was in as a tackle, Miles was at an end spot, and he twisted. And part of the twist is you can't just go willy nilly. You got to time that up because you're hoping right. a blocker takes two or two blockers take one guy. And he timed it up beautifully. He would have come through. It would have been a clean sack of the quarterback. And those are some of the probably little nuanced things that he's starting to get used to. And with his athleticism, you saw the explosion. When that hole opened up, he was right through it really quickly. Another guy I thought had a good day, right as the defensive secondary is getting healthy, DJ Ivy had a really good play against Trent Irwin. Tipped the ball. A team gave his skater, took it the other way on an interception. Uh, now we're seeing those corners. They don't need to play right away again because Cheeto's going to be fine. Yep. Uh, Cam Taylor-Britt's there. But... A lot of valuable reps throughout camp without Cheeto there that you got in Ivy. You got a little depth at that position yeah, now. Yeah, DJ Turner's missed a couple of practices. He's been doing some position drill stuff, but didn't go in team stuff today. But it showcases that depth a little bit that, you know, DJ Turner hasn't gone for a couple of days, but oh, wow, you got Shinobi Awuzie back. That's a pretty nice kid. And you mentioned DJ Ivy's had a pretty nice camp. But they struggled a little bit on Friday in the, in the uh, Atlanta game in some game situations. But for the most part, He's stacked some pretty good practices together, too. And, you know, you need depth in the corner position. I mean, we saw a couple of years ago they were down to playing fifth, sixth, and seventh cornerbacks. We remember the game Joe Burrow threw for 500 yards here against Baltimore. When literally, I think they were down to their seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth cornerbacks. And once you get below a certain certain level, they're going to pick on you and kill you in this league. And so you need as many good quality corners as you can. There's a lesson in there, you young football players out there. I know everyone wants to be a wide receiver, but – Cornerbacks get picked up, and there's a lot of them in the no NFL. Uh, that's another discussion for another day, though. Uh, I thought Chase Brown, another good day out there, broke a couple big runs during team drills. Do you think he's kind of crept into RB2, or is he three, that's Evans? That's question. And so I asked Brian Callahan on Sunday specifically about pass protection because right. neither running back did a lot in the run game on right. Friday, and sometimes you can tie that to the offensive line. There was no starters playing there. Right. But they rushed 16 times for 33 yards. The yards weren't there. But we've seen both those guys have explosive plays. Chris Evans had that run in game one. Uh, Chase Brown had that, that short catching run in, in game one of the preseason. And then in short yardage situations, I think Chase has been really good. But I asked Brian Kelly about their pass protection, because I can see it, but I don't have the nuance right, of a right, coach, obviously. Right. Uh, he was really effusive in his praise of Chris Evans overall and what he's done and really didn't mention Chase Brown. And sometimes I, I, I take that answer with a grain of salt of, oh, you know, I'm talking about one guy and he forgot to talk about the other guy and maybe I should have followed up. But it made me really believe that, that Chris Evans, and I've had a couple other people say it, has had a really, really good camp. 
I don't know if push comes to shove if today he's RB2, but I guess he's still in the mix for that. And obviously with Travion Williams still out, he's at yeah. least dressing for practice, but he's not participating. And you can't think you can make up a lot of ground in, in this next coming week with only a couple of for practices. Tuesday. Yeah, right. I mean, so he's in a tough spot there. I'll be interested to see how it does shake down for RB2. And maybe they're going to use this game just like they're using for the quarterbacks to decide this is the guy we're going to have going forward. Speaking of guys we haven't seen, Still no Joe Burrow. He wasn't out there during team. He wasn't even in the bucket hat but out there. But he was there. in the locker room. He in was really in the locker room. Pink shirt. He was. It was. It was a choice. But as Joe does, he pulls these things yes, off. He does. Uh, how soon do you think we are just seeing him back? Yeah, out there? Yeah, I've been asked that question a lot, and I'm surmising like a lot of people. But just seeing him at least walk around, be around guys, being at least visible, I, I'm going to guess, and again, simply a guess. The Just next, a guess. Yeah, the next Wednesday we see him throw here. I, I would imagine that. I think those practices are going to be on the lighter side. There's only two of them next week after cut-down day, Wednesday and Thursday, then they got the long weekend off. I think you see him throw at least one of those two days, if not both. That gets his confidence maybe back going, gets him to get some reps in of some kind. Can't imagine he would do anything in an 11-on-11 situation or anything that would really be physically taxing other than throwing and maybe a light workout. And then... Have the confidence that next Wednesday, which is the first real day of the NFL work week for practice, that he's back full go. Anything other than that, you know, if he, if he doesn't go next week at all, I'll be a little disappointed to the point of well, where are we with that. But I, I do think we'll see him next week and be ready to go for the, for the week after. All right, my friend. Hydrate up. They move it indoors tomorrow, which is good for both of us yes, and hopefully good for the team, too. For Chris Reichel, I'm Richard Skinner. It's been the Skinny Podcast, the Bengals Training Camp Edition, presented by Blake the Attorney Maislin.